Before we dive in, I want to take a moment to thank our sponsor, Unfinished, for making this episode possible. Unfinished is a full-stack Webflow design and development agency that helps companies at the startup and enterprise level build creative and innovative websites. Thank you to RR and the whole team for supporting the podcast, and now let's get back to the episode. Hi, everybody. My name is Emily, and welcome to the Great Design Lead podcast. This is another solo episode um, at the time this is going to be coming out, I will be coming back uh, from a big trip. I haven't left for the trip yet, so hopefully the trip goes well. Um, but I wanted to uh, have this ready for, for you guys. Uh, I was looking back on um, what I could talk about this week, and I thought it would be kind of fun to look back on the last two years of um, my career, like the, the first two years of my career, and think about all of the lessons that I've learned, both um, just on my own, from life, uh, from other people that I've worked with, um, some personal life things, some weird things that I learned in the first two years of my career. And uh, I think it might be nice to return to this every two years or every once in a while, um, because I know that it's going to grow and develop. Uh, maybe two years from now, I'm going to think, oh my gosh, this girl was clueless. She didn't know anything there's all of this stuff that she didn't know and and that's fine because I'll grow over time um but I put together 17 things that I've learned in my first two years and the first four are just like front of mind normal things I hope um but it's it's good to know overall so I'm going to talk about this like I'm talking to to Emily from two years ago um but if if any of these things remind you of uh, who you were um, at that age or at that point in your career or anything like that, um, let me know. I'd love to hear uh, if you relate to it or if there's anything that, um, I don't know, is interesting to you. Just, I don't know, send me a Twitter DM or something like that. Um, yeah, so of the first four of the 17, number one, M, your community is both your security and one of your main assets. Both of your first jobs in your first two years will be based on recommendations from relationships that you've built over time. You're going to spend all of this time doing all these blind job applications, and sometimes you won't hear anything back, and it's going to feel like crap. You're going to, it's going to be emotionally draining, and it's just not going to be fun. Um, what actually works for you in the future is developing relationships with people that you like to work with, no matter where they end up like whichever company that they work with. If you really enjoy working with this person, you really admire them, people in your industry are going to move around all the time. You never know where they're going to end up working. So many people that you do podcasts with, um, by the time the episode comes out, they're working somewhere else. Like it's just part of the industry. So uh, if you can pick people that you really admire, that's going to bring you so much further because they're going to go to all of these really interesting places and they'll remember you. And maybe they'll recommend you. And that's what's going to happen with your first two jobs. Um, and you also, you never know who's friends with who. So that's one thing to consider. And also, instead of just looking at a company name and putting um, this agency or, or some something like that on this pedestal, like, oh, I want to be there. I've always wanted to be there. Instead, maybe think about following products and uh services or companies that that you really believe in because if you're going to be designing for them maybe you should really believe in what the product is and and what 
it offers to people so that when you're designing, you can actually say why what you're doing is meaningful and what kind of impact that it's going to be, um, not just some some big name. So those two things, honey, <laughs> are going to get you so much further than these blind job applications that you're doing in college. Um, number two, it's important that you keep developing relationships, even if you think that role in your life is filled. So, M. <laughs> when you are talking about like your work relationships or your personal life relationships, even if you think that you're content in a job that you're in or you're content with um, the friendships that you have and everything's meeting your needs, you can't just sit there. <laughs> you have to be open to being friends with people in different types of jobs or different types of industries like being exposed to all these different um professions out there and, and you, you have to be open to meeting new friends and and in constantly inviting more people into your social circle that's going to be something that's huge because you have to keep on growing um just because you're content someplace doesn't mean that you're you should be that way forever um and so i remember when i i got my first job it was a it was a contract job and uh i i was able to relax a little bit um but it's it was so important that i kept on doing the podcast and i kept on reaching out to people and i kept on going to things like webflowconf and meeting new people and and doing all these weird ways that i made friends over the internet with people who were in ux or development or things like that like that was so important um that you did that so that's number two. Keep on developing relationships, even if um, you think that that role in your life is is filled. Three, you are going to learn, M, <laughs> that you love working from home and having the flexibility to travel when you need, whether it's dog sitting or going on a trip on a weekday or wanting to spend more time with loved ones. You're going to see that with this whole COVID thing that's going on, um, if given the choice, you're never going to want to work at a job that requires you to commute to an office. But, and this is lesson number four, how you work from home is also important. So you're going to learn that you actually hate the feeling of being on call. Like you're the person who likes knowing even roughly what your plan is for that day. You need the peace of being able to take lunch when you're hungry and having the ability to step out and use the restroom or pick something up from the package room in your apartment building without feeling this panic that you're not going to be at your computer when your boss calls you at a random time. You you like having a relationship with the people that you work with, um, not like feeling like you're under a microscope and you you constantly have to prove yourself that that you're a good worker or something like that. Like having that trust of, yeah, I am a good worker. I'm going to take the next 15 minutes to go grab something or do something that I need to do and then I'll be back. And it doesn't mean that I'm not living up to the expectations that they have for me um, or that I need to feel guilty or anything like that. So that was the first four of front of mind things. And then the next three three lessons or three things I learned, um, I categorized as kind of weird. <laughs> so... <laughs> Here they go. Um, M. One weird thing you are going to do is create a YouTube channel reviewing other websites and products. And you don't know why you're going to do this. You're just going to do it. Um, it 
it has some benefits. Like it's going to give you exposure to the other companies. Um, and for some reason, you're going to reach out to them and share the video like a psychotic person. Um, it's super weird. But the people that you do reach out to are actually super friendly. You never are going to have a bad interaction with somebody. I mean, maybe somebody just won't respond, but usually people are super nice. And you're going to keep a connection with them like over the next four years. People even now are going to like your pictures on LinkedIn and still follow you because you made a video about them a couple years ago. Um, one specific thing M, is that's going to happen is uh, you're going to make a YouTube video about the Zipcar product and you're going to do a whole demo of like what it's like to use the the service what it's like to unlock and lock the car the whole like check-in experience and then you're going to send that to the head of user experience at the company that you're going to eventually work for and you're going to have kind of like this loose connection with your future boss for about a year and then they're going to hire you and that's pretty wild so that's that's one weird thing um the second weird thing is that you're going to learn the power of YouTube and all of these free things that are out there. You're going to get so much out of YouTube and Webflow University and Udemy and all of these podcasts and phone calls with people that you find interesting. Um, there's so much information out there that isn't gatekept by tuition or by a person giving you grades or something like that. You're going to see how much you can learn just from your kitchen table during COVID. You're, it's going to be wild and you're going to do great. Um, and then the third weird thing is that the idea that the two most important things that you get out of college is your first job and your spouse is so outdated. And I know people have told you this, um, but it's just it's just not true. Oftentimes, it doesn't even matter what people went to school for because it's just a decision that you made when you were 18 and it's just a step on the way to where you are supposed to be eventually. Um and just, I know that there's, like, this little bit of stress on you about graduating college and, and like, I don't know, feeling like you need to have, like, a stable relationship and, and feeling like you aren't quite there because you're kind of freelancing and you're contracting and stuff like that, but you're going to be fine and it's not something that you need to be stressing out about. The next four things that I've learned are things that I've learned from others. Number one, never tell an interviewer what your expected salary is. Oh my God. <laughs> you are going to read this book called Win Without Pitching, and you're actually going to have somebody from their team on your podcast, which is actually really cool. And she's a really nice lady. Um, people are going to ask you in interviews um, what your expected salary is. And honey, you are just going to refuse. They have some energy to go back and forth with you, um, but once they see that you're not budging, they will just read the number off to you that's written right in front of them. Like they have the number literally in front of them while they're on the phone with you. And they're just putting a little bit of effort into trying to get you to give them the number. And you are just not going to. So do not screw yourself over just to be polite. You can say, and, and this is the exact phrasing that I, I developed uh, with um, interviews is, uh, Somebody would say, okay, so we're at the part of the conversation where we talk about salary. Um, what is your expected salary? And I would at first say something like, you know, I don't 
I'd like to know a little bit more about the role or, or just try to stall a little bit. Um, and then if they kept on pushing me, I would politely put up a, a boundary and say, I have uh, two numbers in my head um, that I expect my salary to be. The first number is my old role. And again, you don't say numbers at all. The first number is my old role. Um, and I hope that it at least uh, meets or exceeds that number. And the second number is another job that would like me to start in the next two months. Um, and I'm hoping that uh, the number that you, recruiter, are going to tell me um, meets or exceeds one of these numbers. And if it doesn't, then I will let you know. That puts all of the power and all of the cards in your hands and now this is about the recruiter wanting to invite you to their job and earn your um, decision in, in taking their offer rather than all of the powers and all of the cards in their hands trying to get me to like want their approval or want to be invited or want to be accepted. Um, that is huge, M, because you are going to do that uh, later on. And realize that if you told them the number that was in your head, you would have totally screwed yourself over and wouldn't have gotten um, the offer that you did. So that's one thing that I've learned from others uh, from the Win Without Pitching book. Two, you will see the value of working with people that have interest in talking to you about things other than work. Um, so... Talking about things other than the work and putting effort into bonding with each other, having these boundaries of respect as well as like verbal appreciation and little things like employee of the month and just working with people that you really like that you would be willing to like go out to coffee with, go get a drink with, like having a long-term work relationship with, you are going to see how important that is and it's it's just going to feel really good. So look forward to that. Um, three, you will learn the power of bare bones wireframing. Oh my God. Let me just go into this. So it's really important to make sure that you're on the same page with somebody about the foundations of the task that you're working on. And it gets really emotionally exhausting to bring something to high fidelity or higher details only to realize that you didn't really understand the original direction and you're going to be doing this for projects at work and it actually makes everything way less overwhelming. It makes it low stakes and projects get done faster. So when projects come to you and they're overwhelming and they're really complicated and they have all of these features and all of these things and you start feeling like maybe a little imposter syndrome-y, but um, just I'd say the word would be like overwhelmed. Having a really bare bones wireframe and something even more basic than Figma, like Whimsical or something like that, um, or Mural or whatever you need, just so that you know that you're on the same page. It makes everything so much easier to approach and all of your project managers and, and your bosses, like they're going to feel a lot more confident knowing, okay, so the bones are good. The foundation is good. Now we can move forward to um, higher details, and you don't feel like you're wasting anybody's time by bringing something to high detail or high fidelity, only to realize that you're not on the same page and you have to backtrack and waste more time. Um, so that's one thing that you're going to learn, even though it seems so obvious. Like, it seems, seems so 
common sense, but you're going to see how helpful this is. And number four of things I've learned from others, um, you are going to see how much you don't like being in a contract role. When a company uh, hires their team on a contract basis, honey, uh, like if, if almost their entire team is on contract basis, I would not work there. Um, it doesn't feel like this big company is investing in you long term and you genuinely don't feel like you're part of the team because when you're hired, you're literally told you do not work for this company. You work for this third party that this company hires from. Your paycheck, again, comes from the third party, not the company that you're working for, and you aren't even officially an employee. If you visit, you need to be signed in as a guest, and that doesn't really feel good. It feels better to be part of the team. You never really feel like you can give honest feedback or or anything because you have this fear that it might bring negative attention to you and that your contract, which is re- renewed like every six months or so, won't be renewed. It sucks because you can't fully plan your life six months into the future because you don't know if you're going to have a job or, or anything like that. So you kind of always feel like fight or flight and you feel like you always have to prove yourself. Uh, these aren't like long-term relationships that you have with people because it's just contracting, not just contracting, but like to me that that's really what my experience was. So um, you're going to see that you tried it out, but this is not something that you're going to want to do forever. Um, but it's just a lesson that you're going to learn. Um, so I don't regret the time that I that I did that, but I realized that I definitely love being somewhere full time. And last category is personal life. So I have six personal life lessons that I've gotten in my first few years of my career. Um, and yeah, here we go. Number one, you will learn how big of an impact it is to really believe in the product that you're designing for. And you'll see how much more invested you are with work and your projects when you can really give somebody a solid answer on why what you're doing is valuable and important. And you're going to see that that totally changed the way that you are come to work and go through all these projects and even if it's something that's not like super flashy and sexy design you're still going to have a lot of value in it because it's going to make the overall product better because you believe in the overall product and the mission of what you're doing so that's that's one thing you're going to learn um number two you're going to learn that for you emily or anybody that is similar to me uh career is sacred it will mean to you independence and the biggest thing in relationships even though it may seem a little self-centered is that someone will see this that your that career is so important to you and they will love you without getting in your way or slowing you down or making you feel like you need to be smaller than what you are um whether that is romantic whether that is um like a friend like a career friend um or if that's just a platonic friend that has nothing to do with your career like people shouldn't be getting in your way or slowing you down um or making you feel smaller if they see that career is so important to you that's that's one thing um you're also going to see that you are going to get so much joy out of helping your friends with their professional life This is just, Emily, something that you just love. You 
are going to love helping your friends get their resumes down to one page for some reason. Why are you doing all of your friends' resumes? Are you okay? Um, but you're just going to have a lot of fun just doing that and seeing the the joy on your friend's face when they they saw that you got this resume that was like two or three pages down to one page. I don't know why you like doing that, but you do. Um, <laughs> you're also going to be the person that your friends pre- present their portfolios to. Um, you can give them feedback and they're really going to appreciate it. And then they're going to come back in a couple days with a refreshed portfolio. Um, for some reason, you love doing that. Um, and also, when your friends do have these interviews and things like that, you're going to text them afterwards to ask them how it went. It's just something that you're really passionate about and you just love um, being there for other people because you like when people uh, are there for you as well. You know how it feels. Number four, and I'm, I hope I don't go too fast with these, but um, number four out of six for personal life is uh, you're going to learn that it's really okay to be excited about things with your career and that it's really not your fault if you accidentally bring that excitement and present it to the wrong audience because a lot of the time when people have negative reactions to you being excited about your career or you being really motivated um a lot of the time that has nothing to do with you and it has a lot more to do with them uh might seem a little self-centered to say that but it's really not um I'm just really imagining myself talking to myself from two years ago. Um, Wow. Okay. Uh, M, you being really interested in career and really motivated um, with all of that is not going to make your life easy in a couple of ways. Uh, For one, uh, you're going to have a really rough time with boys, uh, with career, um, there's going to be a couple of things that are going to be said to you and you're going to take it personally and it's really going to hurt your feelings for a little bit, but you're going to be fine. Um, A boy in your life is uh, going to tell you that he would take you out on more dates if you made less money. Um, There's that one. Uh, It's they're going to sometimes tell you that, you're not very feminine um and that you being really motivated and, and excited about your career makes you less feminine um a boy is going to to tell you that he's completely indifferent about your career and doesn't really care um if you succeed or not and that's not going to go well so you're not going to end up with him uh another boy is going to tell you that he's never going to date a girl like you um and that he would if you were smaller or if you made less or you had a different job um that's going to be really rough because all of these little things are going to make you genuinely think that you're going to be alone and that People aren't going to see you as girly and people aren't going to see you as feminine um, just because this is what you're passionate about in life. And um, 
And it's not just that. It's not just boys, honey. Um, It's also going to be like some other people in your life. You're going to be really excited about maybe people posting about you on uh, Webflow Twitter and other other stuff like or if you post something about a podcast or or something that you do there's going to be a moment where you're going to go up to somebody really close to you in your life and be really excited and and go up to them and and have all this joy in your voice um and say oh my gosh all of these people are congratulating this episode or they really like this and this person in your life is going to turn around to you and say well isn't it nice that everybody loves you <laughs> and you're also going to go up to somebody in your life and uh, you're going to be really excited about this freelancing contract that you got signed and you're going to be excited to tell them and you're going to say, hey, guess who just got her contract signed? I'm so excited. I'm going to be making this website for somebody. And their response is going to be totally dismissing you and say, is that how you greet me? Um, and so all of these things, honey, really have nothing to do with you. Um, and it's just going to take you a while to learn that, and that's okay. You're going to think that there's something wrong with you or that you're really self-centered or something like that. But it's really not the case. Um, so let's move on to the other lesson. Lesson number five out of six. You will see that the right people in life, whether that's platonic or romantic or anything like that, um, will be happy for you and excited that you're ambitious about your career because if they really love you, and again, platonic, romantic, anything like that, friends, boys, they will be happy that you're pursuing something healthy that brings you joy. They do not need to have the same passions and interests as you to see or notice that this brings you joy. They don't have to have any of that. They also won't see it as you being any less available to them, any less attractive, any less of a girl, or any threat to their own self or their own self-esteem. The tough thing about this is... um. The thing about this is that this really is worded so perfectly by somebody who came on, on the podcast or somebody who's going to come on the podcast because I'm talking to myself from two years ago. Um, there's this girl from, from China named Minjin who's going to meet you and she's going to phrase this perfectly. She's going to say, no one is responsible for your life and career and happiness other than you. Um, she said no one is responsible for your career other than you, but I think that all three, um, no one is responsible for your life, career, and happiness other than you. Um, if there are things that you know that you really enjoy, or there's a job that you really, really want, and you feel like you're being held back, or or anything like that, or you feel like, hey, maybe like I do have a job, but like, it isn't the one that I want forever. Um, how am I going to get there? All of the cards at least in in Emily's life, um, are in her hands. And she can totally do this, and she's going to be just fine. Um, 
but yeah, sometimes you just need to reevaluate what's going on in your life and you have to um, figure it out. So yeah, those were the 17 things that I learned in my first two years of my career. I hope they don't sound too scatterbrained and I hope you were able to follow it. Um, but yeah, this is going to be interesting to return to later in life. And maybe at the four-year mark, I'll have different things to say. But this is what I've learned. So thank you for listening. If there's anything that you related to or, or stories that you'd like to share, hit me up. My Twitter and everything like that is in the podcast description. And I'd love to hear from you. Have a lovely week, and I'll see you next week.